0: Hello and Welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Western Washington. So glad you could join us. I'm your host, L.B. Duchess, and joining me today, today, our guest host, Ian McNeil of Glass Vodka. Hi, L.B. Thank you for
1: having me.
0: Thank you for coming. We have the fabulous Dick Steffens of Varsity Communications. Hello. And then one of my all-time favorites, as well as a... Um, reoccurring co-host, Mimi Mueller of Make It a Great Date. Well, hello there, everybody, and thank you, LB. And so today we are going to be talking holidays, um, tips on wine and spirit gift-giving, presentations at your party, being prepared for the last main holiday of the year. Um, We're going to have some great ideas for whining through the holidays and um, also tell you a little bit about our contest. We're going to have a couple days before that's going to end, so you can jump in on that by uh, listening to the show and sharing the show on your social media. So today's show is brought to you by Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery and Glass Vodka. As we do with all of our shows, we're going to be starting off with our first on-air tasting and in the spirit of things. Yep, I'm kind of a dork. We're going to start off with our guest host, Vodka. and tell us a little bit about the stunning Vodka, and I know the fabulous story behind this, as well as the glass bottle,
1: so please. Thank you. So isn't that bottle beautiful?
0: It is stunning, and now it has a beautiful collar. So it has a beautiful
1: (laughs) collar. I I wish your guests could see this, but um, uh, it's a bottle that I designed uh, specifically to sort of reminiscent of the white wine grapes that I used to produce the vodka, so the bottom part looks like, sort of like a beautiful Chardonnay bottle, and the top being sort of tall with that solid glass stopper, it's supposed to remind you of your grandmother's decanter.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah,
1: so then um, you saw the new uh, chrome collar that we have around it. Uh, I just think it's a little bit more elegant way to seal the package and make it tamper-proof, um, the government says you got to have some kind of way to keep people out of the bottle. That's what I do. I That's put what a you, you put a pretty
0: it. little collar on it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, yeah, the bottle is uh, is pretty, it's elegant. Um, it showcases the vodka. There's not a lot of writing on the bottle. There's not a lot of advertising, marketing, and telling you all about glass. It's just to be the purity and the elegance of what um, uh, of what I think is a beautiful liquid art form, and that is production of vodka. So if you bring the glass to your nose, you take a long inhale on that
0: which is, I, I want to comment on that real quick it's very unusual for you to be able to take a deep inhale on a vodka
1: that's true that's true. <laughs> um, and but what I'll say is that with this vodka there actually is a nose to it and the nose um, in, amongst professional circles is that it's very floral Yeah. and uh, the finish on the vodka is slightly sweet, although I don't add any sugar uh, or citric acid, which is sort of funny that um, the big boys play out there you're allowed to add things to it. Um, we don't. In fact, I don't even go so far as to charcoal filter this. So you, you may have heard of charcoal filtration. Right. Yeah. So uh, our vodka is uh, it is the it's the elegance of what comes off the still. It's the beauty of the base materials, which is Sauvignon Blanc and Chardonnay wines from uh, beautiful Columbia Valley. I love it. And uh, and I think it is a, a wonderful expression of what the new world of vodka can be. Um, and that is something to be sipped enjoyed, and it's a connoisseur-classy.
0: Well, and I love that today we had it served in wine glasses, which I thought was very appropriate because the presentation, like you were saying, um, it is gorgeous. It just, the nose, and to be able to sit and, and you know, taste a vodka, that's not something you n- normally think. You think, oh, you're going to throw it in a mixed drink. You're going to, um, you know, create a cocktail with it. But your first thought is not to pick up a wine glass and take a big, deep breath and then... Yeah. It. So um, to all of our guests who are listening to the show, where would they be able to find your vodka?
1: We are all over Western Washington. Um, you will find us at uh, retailers like uh, Total Wine and Spirits, BevMo, Costco. Uh, a lot of our local retailers are smaller um, uh, independent retailers carried as well. Awesome. We're located in about uh, 40, 45 different retail stores and about 200... Uh, bars and restaurants throughout um, Western Washington. Love it. And uh, there's a bunch of places around town, including places like Wild Ginger, the Fairmont, the Weston, uh, the Four Seasons, that all have signature cocktails with glass vodka oh, or that. one or two of our other flavors as well.
0: I might have to see if I can talk you into creating something special for our fourth anniversary. That's a ask. i
1: happy to.
0: Happy to. And I do understand you have a tasting room as well, which would be a great way to kind of come and check out your other um, spirits that you have.
1: Absolutely. We'd love to have people come down. In fact, at um, the uh, beginning of the year, we'll be opening a brand new uh, purpose-built tasting room. It's uh 1,800-square-foot retail space. And, uh, and we also have a, a wonderful art gallery that's going to be opening in conjunction with oh, the Oh, how fun. I love
0: that. Um, Let's see here. Spirits and art. Yeah, pretty much a a pair made in heaven.
1: We're hoping. We're hoping.
0: (laughs) Love it. Thank you so much for sharing. We're going to be sipping on that throughout the show. Yeah, thank you. Kind Bars, Kind Healthy Snacks, a brand of all natural foods made from ingredients you can pronounce. Find them in your local grocery store or at www.kindsnacks.com. Okay, we're going to introduce one of our other co-hosts here, Mr. Dick Steffens. You do varsity communication; um, that is, seems to be your main conduit. But you are all over the United States. You, I see pictures of you up. You do golf tournaments and our golf presentations. Tell tell us before I completely botch this. Oh, it's
2: okay. <laughs> we do a lot of golf expositions. So that's it's the like word, the home show or the boat show, but for golf, and we do it in uh, in eight cities across the country, and. Um, communications is going to have uh we'll have our 30th anniversary in february
0: oh wow yeah we're
2: pretty proud of that we've been alive and kicking for 30 years not everybody can say that
0: no that's yeah. true um yeah i started dating my husband 30 years ago <laughs> that's that's a long haul when you were what two i was 15 yeah well i didn't get married till i was 21 so we're legit
2: <laughs> but it, 30 years yeah i know it's it's been a great run um we do a lot of uh, a lot of publishing as well. We have the uh, golf magazine we circulate here in the Northwest to 100,000 households called Cascade Golfer. Okay. And we also publish the Dogs Digest magazine for the University of Washington and uh, some travel magazines related to golf. Um, but probably what was the entree for us to be here is we do a lot of stuff in the culinary and food world. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. We, spirits. Uh, spirits and uh, was. Fantastic to work with Ian at the recent James Beard Taste America event that we just produced. And that was so much fun. Beautiful event, a
1: beautiful. Event.
2: We had a great time. It was a real honor to get to tap to do that. But it was great to have so many friends and, and colleagues that we work with in here, in this in this neck of the woods. Um, not just participate, but really step up. I mean, the James Beard Foundation is is it's quite illustrious. It really is. It's kind of like the Academy Awards of food. Yeah. And um, you did a great job, LB, as well, producing the, the swag bags. Those were a big hit. We heard those were the best swag bags of any of the ten s- cities on the stop. So, oh, for sure. Yes, top, we love hearing top that. Girl. way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yes,
0: and that was with two and a half weeks to go. Yeah,
2: yeah, it was good. You did a great job. So we do that. We do the Taste Washington uh, event. That Which is
0: amazing if well, you've never
2: been. We, uh, we're we really fortunate to have uh, a client and Visit Seattle who has – taking that event to an either even higher heights with adding a second day uh, it being a two-day event now um, and making it a destination for all wine and food lovers to really come in and, and delve in and learn about 250 wineries. And
0: oh yeah the whole West Coast I mean people come in from other states they book um, I've had people try to get um, reservations at hotels three four months out and they're already booked.
2: Yeah, it's really it's really taken off. It's been fun to be a part of the success of that event. And then we produce a couple other events in the market. Uh, one is called Proof. I wanted you to talk about yeah, Proof. I'm proof. so glad you brought
0: that up. Proof is,
2: uh, was an, a, a, an idea we came up with. I say, we, that was your brainstorm yeah, child. Yeah, it was. I actually scratched it out on a napkin, literally. Um, and we went to the Washington Distillers Guild, of which Ian and uh, 50, 50, 55 other distillers are a member of. And we said, let's put a flagship grand tasting on and teach people about what these craft distillers are doing. Now, you've got some of them that are on the cusp of, of really exploding. Ian's going, nas- is going national. A handful of them are going national. A lot of them are still doing it in pretty modest considerations. I mean, they're doing Yeah, they're it. still
0: stirring by hand, they quote are. unquote.
2: are. We're, we're trying to play a part in, in letting people know that this is going on. It's like wine when we first got involved with wine, where it, it literally doubled and tripled in size. Um, and it's, it's more about education than it's about coming and drinking. Um, although there is a lot of sampling at this event. Yes. <laughs> but you get a chance to meet the maker, you get a chance to hear about their process. Every one of these guys, like Glass, has a story.
0: And they're great stories. I mean, that's oh. one thing Washington seems to produce. Um, we don't just produce great wines and spirits, it's the, the stories are so passionate behind yeah. all the brands. Yeah. I and the love it. Of growth
2: is phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Well, these, it's a lot of human interest stories. Some of these people yeah. have taken their wealth and have cashed it in. And have pushed their chips on red, and have spun the wheel, and yeah. and some of them have it as a second business, or they have partners. Um, but every story is really unique, and uh, the proof event's really been uh, has really been exciting to see it take off. I think it has great potential to become maybe one of the best regional uh, events in the United States.
0: Oh, I totally agree. Um, being able to be involved with it this year and being on part of the media yeah. that got to cover. It was so, I mean, when you're in media and you, that's what you do, it's like I am always so proud when I'm the first one to yelp a new restaurant or, you know, be a part of a beginning. Uh, but to be there and see that first beginning awakening of of these distillers and the excitement there is, it's like Christmas for a five-year-old. It's crazy cool.
2: And there's so much great product here. Yeah, there really and, you know, is. This isn't about, it's not about Jim Beam, it's not about Absolute, it's not about, Major companies. This is about our own own product. Organic a lot of the, a little. Lot, a lot of the stuff is grown or is coming from the northwest as well, and it's just exciting to be on the cusp of it. So we're having a great time with that event, and then we produce an event, um, another wine event, which is a summer outdoor uh, grand tasting in Spokane called Vintage Spokane. We do that every year. So that's one I'm hoping to go going. get. Yeah. yeah, that's a great event. It's a little warm out there sometimes, so we have to have to be prepared. It's been outdoors uh, a couple of times. Um, but we have a full slate. We're always producing something, and we try to do it uh, with a lot, of, a lot of personal attention, try to make it an exciting experience, not a bunch of stiffs passing yeah. product over a table. Um, try to feature these people.
0: More inter- interactive.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Whether it's golf or wine or distillers or spirits or chefs, it's, it's really never about Varsity, um, which is our company. It's, it's really about the people that we're doing it for. And let them be the stars, so that's that's kind of the magic dust in our company. We try to let the people we we're, we're doing the production on behalf of to be center stage
0: I love that, and I love that you've been such a big part of of our you know homegrown wines spirits uh I get it all the time because, you know, when you're producing events and part of events, people are, oh, I'm going to do this dinner party. What, you know, what can I do to make it different and edgy? And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on. But one of, I think one of the best things that you can do is um, put spirits and wines on your table that are local and know the story behind them. Because it's a great, I mean, like your glass vodka bottle, you put that on, people are going to ask questions. It becomes... Um, conversation, that conversation starter. And a lot of times, especially with social media, people get kind of disconnected and they don't quite know how to engage anymore. (laughs) So having these fabulous wines and spirits there, that allows for a much easier transition into engaging being able to ask something about it. And then you as a host being able to share that story and it just kicks off these wonderful conversations.
1: It is. It's what's Mm -hmm. commonly known now as social currency. It's what gives people that expression that's something that you may not have experienced before, Yes. so that gives you, for lack of a better term, that little bit of one-upsmanship or the social currency makes you sort of the, the differentiator. Mm-hmm. You know what?
0: I want to have you on the show, and I want to talk about social currency. I think that that would be a great topic, but if we go off sidebar now, we'll never no get way. through anything. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm so glad to have been able to work with you, and I hope to continue working with you. I know Socially Savvy has just always been very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, just enamored with the events that you put on it and the quality. I've had people come to me right after James Beard going, oh my God, I didn't know it was here. How did I miss it? And I go, don't miss it next year.
2: <laughs> well, it's a great team of people that, that put this stuff on with our company. I mean, it's, a, it's more family-oriented than anything, but uh, kind of... Touching on the thing with regards to line and spirits, what I love about it is people will go on and they'll, they'll check in at the event. Of course, you always have to check in where you are, right? To show. Oh yes. Hey, here, here's a little where I'm at. check-in geek. I just checked in <laughs> at the Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, which wasn't quite as cool as a check-in on, on on NBC or Fox, but it was. Yeah, probably, during the Seahawks yeah, game. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Kudos to Gunnar. But when you get
2: a chance to say that, hey, you know, I know, I, I had a chance to meet Ian McNeil, or I met Stephen Stone from Sound Spirits, or I met. Uh, Greg Lil from DeLille. So oh, yeah. And you don't get a chance to say that when you talk about Brown Foreman. You know, you're not going to meet the person that makes Jack Daniels. It's it's, it's a giant corporate situation. Right. Matter of fact, I think there's probably very little chatter about those brands in our marketplace. Mm-hmm. But when you get a chance to get people around the event, we do these tweet ups. And you start at zero every time. And in a matter of 90 minutes, we're up maybe 20, 25,000 tweets at these events. It's and it's because fine. people are just. Sending information to their friends. Oh, yeah, I heard about that place. It's on 1st yep. Avenue. I didn't know that there was a brand new thing opening in Kirkland. And then they, t- oh, no, I was here. And It just goes like this. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Wildfire. It is wildfire. And for me, that that's, that's my social currency at, this, at these events, to watch it take off like that. Because all you're doing is taking a little bit, little piece of bread and you're putting it in the freezer for the next event. You're going to roll that into the dough the next time. It just builds. It's a process. It's a process. Um, I love that. I love that part about what to do with the events. That's what kind of fuels us. Fuels I think that's
0: me. why it makes why your events are so amazing. We're not talking, you know, 25 30 people. We're talking 2200 2500. I mean, how many people go to Taste of Washington a weekend now?
2: That's uh, it's a 4 5000 people That's probably crazy. only grow. You know, some of the events we do, you know, have over 10,000 people, but the ones that are these five, six, eight hundred, a 800 1000 person events I mean, those are really personal events, and yeah. you try to keep them so they never leave. At the end of these events, you know, if you go to a home show or a boat show or something like that, you go for a couple hours and you leave. Right. We have to get a squeegee to get everybody out of these yeah. events. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're at the crumbs You're kicking off us the table. out. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a piece of prosciutto on the floor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a different experience, but it's, it's been a great ride, and it's, it's been fun to meet everybody.
0: It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, and we hope you continue producing lots of events so that Ian and I have lots of places to come play.
2: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: All right, so socially savvy fact. We're going to be chatting about holidays, and um, one of the best things that I think for facts for, for this time of year is to be prepared for anything during the holidays. It allows you not to miss out on things. Um, we have a tendency to get so caught up in our everyday life and our struggles, and um, those of us who work a day job and then have our quote unquote, you know, love, job that you love in the evenings. You know, you're working eight, 10, 12 hour days. Um, you don't want to miss out on those social moments which are what drives you it keeps you moving forward it keeps you going this is why i do it um it's so funny i haven't done a live broadcast in a really long time and all day yesterday was so daunting and when i got here and started setting up that excitement kicked in again of, mm-hmm. of why i love doing this and and gunner nordstrom's gallery here has been one of my home um to be able to do the show which i am so thankful for And um, it's always so much fun because I come in, like, this month, it is the um, Dr. Seuss exhibit. He's the only gallery in Washington State to get the Dr. Seuss and just sit here and to be able to do a show and look at all this art and chat with you guys. That's that social experience. Um, But with that in mind and always being this busy, it's like, be prepared. So some of the things we're going to chat about... um, some great tips to get be ready for the holidays. Uh, these are some of the things that I try to do, and guys, definitely chime in if there's some fabulous things that you know that I'm missing. Um, one of my favorites. Have a half a case of wine, champagne, or spirits, like glass vodka, of course, <laughs> with bags ready to give in your trunk, and tags and markers. Um, it's very rare. I mean, you usually will know something about the people that you're going to, their house, or you'll get a phone call, you'll be coming off of work, and somebody will go, hey, we decided we're going to throw an impromptu Christmas party, and your first thought process is, oh, crap, I don't have anything. Um, so I started carrying a half a case in the back of my trunk um, with the tags and everything, so then that way I don't feel like I'm walking in empty-handed, and also I can show appreciation for that invitation. And, and you know, again, bringing something special, somebody goes, oh, where'd this come from? Well, let me just tell you, Ian's tasting room, you know, it just creates fun. It's, it's a ton of fun. Um, ladies, have a backup pair of nude and black hosiery, a festive dress. And when I say festive, get something that's like those um, sequin dresses that you can literally ball up and throw in the back of your car. Um, and make sure you have heels with you at all times. If you are in business and you typically have a black jacket, you can change into that little outfit that I just told you about, throw a black jacket over it, and you are good to go. Um, If you're really brave, maybe you don't need the black jacket, but you can pretty much walk into any party cocktail-wise and be good to go. I would suggest keeping it below the knee just so that, you know, if you don't know the demographic of people, you don't want to offend anybody. Uh, But that, of course, is up to you. (laughs) Men, uh, I suggest that you have a nice jacket, extra shirt, and festive tie. If you're the fun sort, grab um, fun holiday socks for conversation pieces. I've seen some Great socks come through. The guys, they just, you know, will pull up their leg and flash. It's, it's hilarious. you got
2: to look at Ian's socks. I know. They Ian have always red skulls has skulls socks. This yeah. is the funniest thing.
1: I've never worn socks. I threw socks on today and now I'm
0: getting attention from my socks. Your socks are fabulous. Well, and, and that's the thing. is like, you know, men and women have different ways of being able to express, you know, the pocket squares, the ties, that, that mm. kind of thing. Um, but so have something festive in, in your car for that last minute, oh, I want to go to this and I want to I be myself. I want to have a little bit of my personality come out. Um, And then also have a couple holiday cards, a fun marker. I like to use those gold and silver markers um, so that you can put together a thank you card if somebody invites you to something or uh, if you have a more personal gift-giving item. For friends that I don't get to see very often, one of my favorite things is to have a few gift cards for restaurants. Mm -hmm. So, like, Daniel's is one of my favorite places, Spazos, Black Bottle, Sweet Lounge. Um, to have that gift card, throw it in. And what I always like to do is say, hey, let's get together for dinner when you want to go use this card. So then it's not just you giving them a card, it's That's you great. giving them an experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are my favorite holiday tips. What about you guys?
1: Uh, I'd throw one in right away. And I tell you, this is great, not just in the holidays, but this is when you might consume a little bit too much and you get a little uh, <laughs> little happy? slippery with your glass, I'll say. <laughs> Pack a little mini bottle of wine away in your car. Oh, I always get around in my wine yeah, or spirits yeah. bag because I always show up to events with wine and, and whatnot. I cannot tell you the number of uh, shirts, dresses that I have saved. I was to say, you are a savior. With a little squirt of uh, wine away, you can't oh. believe it. If, if you don't know the product, it's like magic, and it will remove uh, red wine from, like even my uh, father-in-law's white dinner jacket. <laughs> <laughs> my wife oh, dumped wow. a whole glass of red wine. <laughs> the so oh, wow. it's a great little piece.
0: I, I love that. I did not know about that
2: one. You know, what's funny is my trunk represents all of one through four, except for the black hosiery and the festive dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could be more of a hero. I do. <laughs> yeah, you could <can> save someone. <laughs> well, well, you'd score a lot of points if you passed out hosiery and dresses, everybody, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, you'd be a real rock star. Pretty uh, much. Why is the big Lebowski passing out dresses to women that are strange? I, I don't want to hear that. Um, <laughs> but I, I do. I have wine and champagne and, uh, in the back, cause we've been giving out gifts, and I've got, mm-hmm. I actually have the little the little uh, cardboard things to keep them from crashing into each other. Yep. Yep. Um, I have
0: mine in a wine case. Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: And I think you can't have enough 12 stuff on hand, right? I oh, mean, my 12, goodness. I mean, 12, 12. Yes. Everything is yeah. 12. Who, who doesn't want enough of that stuff to pass around?
0: That's always fun stuff that you can throw on the top of a, a beautiful bottle.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Tie it around yeah. it, put it on top.
3: And I agree with you. I mean, I carry um, bottles of wine in my car as well. Um, gift cards. The cards are nice. Yeah. Um, it's nice to be able to kind of customize it before you go in. I always forget people during the holidays. So do I. I mean, we're running Mach always. 15. Always. We're running around, you know. So it's mm-hmm. just nice to be able to have that handy. Yep. Just get a bunch of Christmas cards. Like you said, gold and metallic gold and metallic silver. Mm-hmm.
0: The red, green markers. Bro- yeah. yeah.
3: and then boom you're
0: good to go yep I totally love it okay some of our other tips for preparedness Um, I was trying to think of a common sense you know we we like to pretend that we're all perfect of course Uh, but by the time three four five o'clock rolls around we're looking less than perfect sometimes (laughs) so some of my little uh, favorites were make sure you have breath mints that are whitening or whitening gum it's going to hit two things in one Stacy Lil actually told me about this next tip: uh, drink when you're drinking lots of red wine, which I am a huge fan of. Uh, every glass or so, swirl a little bit of white wine around in your mouth, and it will get rid of the red white wine in your really mouth. It really does. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was shocked. I'm like, okay, I like this. I can do this. It's the
1: change in the acidity, mm-hmm, and it mm-hmm. makes it so that the the, uh, the red wine doesn't stick to your teeth.
0: I love that. To this day, I will give I will give Stacy credit for that forever today because it has been my salvation.
2: <laughs> Isn't it funny when you go to an event or a party and you, you go up and talk to somebody and they're really striking and attractive, and then they smile and their teeth look like the Polident commercial and <laughs> they drop the thing in the effervescent bump you know and I'm talking about. Um,
3: but you're every
2: 80, but so every, I don't every, know of
3: a lot of people. The Polydeck. Polydeck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know the I unfortunately show. do. Yeah. And, uh,
2: if, but you know is what's that funny? Oh like team team? Uh, yeah, <laughs> the two skiers, the the, the the twins skiing down. The, the double, double twins. See, we're all the same. Oh god, we're gonna start seeing the commercials same in a minute. Yeah, it is funny though. I mean, you you walk out of these places and you see five or six hundred people, mm-hmm. and their teeth are all purple.
0: Yeah. So, well, you're having a good time. The last tip I'm gonna throw in, along that is, is kind of knowing, knowing what's going on with your body, knowing, being aware. Mm-hmm. Um You know, yeah, Go to if you've had three, four glasses of red wine, go to the bathroom and check. Um, One of my favorite tips, and I don't care if it's holidays or if you're just going to a dinner party. um, If you're wearing, I'm just going to say, a dress. I'm not even going to go with it with a short because you would think with a short dress you would assume. uh, Don't just look in the mirror from the front. Walk away from the mirror and look behind you and see what everybody else sees when you walk away. Um, I was at a cocktail party. It was... It was unfortunately sad, um, but somebody did finally go up and mention something to her. She was a little bit bigger girl and was unaware that her dress, because of her body shape, was pulled up higher in the back, and it didn't look pretty. And these are the things that you don't want to go into a social experience all excited to meet people and then wonder why people are kind of shying away. So, But I do have a tip for that.
4: Walk
3: look in the mirror and I've walk away that from it. <laughs> I've to say, I've done that before. Oh my God, I'm sure I have And it was to. on a runway. Oh jeez. And I had my dress tucked in the back of I mean my nylons. nylons. <laughs> That's classic, and though. I was That's like classic. Thinking, wow, is this dress this amazing? But then I saw people laughing, and you know what? This is a thing. I always tell people if they have a tag sticking out, if let them dressed, know. Let them know. Yeah. You know, I think it's important that we That's, a, that's an act of kindness. Yes, it's an act of kindness. It really is.
0: Any other fabulous ideas, gentlemen?
1: Yeah, I have one since I'm the, uh, the vodka provider here. <laughs> hey, you know what's easy to do during the holiday times, especially in social settings when you're having a lot of fun? Over in Belgium.
0: Oh, my gosh, yes. And, you know, if
1: you have that's been too the theme song. too many mushroom caps, that's one thing.
0: But if you have one too many martinis, <laughs> um... And you start exploring the yeah. you say yeah. On a number little Irish with you. Yeah.
1: Yes. And so if it happens and you're having a little too much fun, you know, be a good friend to your friends. Yes. If they've had Let it too much. And tap them to say, hey, might be time for a little sparkling water. Yeah,
0: yeah. let's get you some water. Yeah. Let's sit down. Let's hey. go outside, get a breath of fresh air. But yep.
1: you know what's even more exactly. important? Making sure they don't drive. You know what? It's not worth it. The cost of a DUI and the cost of of hurting someone else is nothing compared to a limo ride home, let alone a taxi. Well, there was
0: a... uh, You know, I watched the video. It was really, really disturbing, but I did force myself to watch the video. It was live video cams of people, unfortunately, not surviving car accidents, whether it be somebody walking across because somebody looked down. Um, And while... It, I wouldn't want to say necessarily everybody needs, but he needs to go watch it, but just to be aware that you, even when you're the most intoxicated, you have to be aware that five-second decision can change your life and somebody else's forever. Mm-hmm. So, again, you want to do everything you can to make your social experience positive and fun and m- memorable. And not unsafe And safe. And safe. Mm-hmm. and safe. And you know
1: what? You get three or four of the people to... Um, get the car together and you can use it. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. And even better. That way, uh, there's that many less cars on the road, so exactly. I can driving better.
3: Oh, uh,
0: yeah. And especially fun. if you have somebody drop you off at the front. Yeah. Yeah, that's just fun. Yeah. I like
2: It seems, everything that goes by, it seems to be more right and socially acceptable to not consider driving, doesn't right. yes. I don't think it? Yes, does. it does. There's still there's still That's, that's why Uber has a
1: trillion-dollar value. That's
2: around. why, tri- yes. <laughs> yes. look, look yes. at what Uber's yes. done. Yeah. But I do think that it's, it's not, it, it's more socially... Right, people. Yeah. They want to do the right thing. So the yeah, right thing I you agree. do is have that information in your phone. Yep. And already have it sorted out, right?
0: Exactly. Why have question? it all set up. Don't Absolutely. don't don't make yourself all stressed, especially ladies with heels. Really, what is what is so much better than to be dropped off the front mm-hmm. door in front of the red carpet, be able to walk in versus having to park two blocks down, stumble through gravel yep. and mud puddles and dirt roads to get
3: to the entrance and of the party? Yes. I agree with you. I have a twenty-one-year-old daughter, and I just giggle inside, I don't try to make a big um, ordeal out of it, but she will punch in her, you know, call Uber, yeah. um, go to the Uber website, and her and her friends, it's just second nature. Yeah. All yeah. of these kids are 21 years old, and it's just second nature. That's so wonderful. I agree. Yep. It's socially savvy to be able to do this, and it, it makes you look really good that you're actually... Doing the doing right thing.
0: Oh, with my boys, mm-hmm. um, both of them. Even my 19-year-old, I mean, he doesn't drink. He's in the military. Actually, he doesn't. He's he's a weird one. <laughs> Love you to death. I just I always expected, you know, they get to 1920, <laughs> they're going to do what they want. Um, but we did. We installed Uber and mm-hmm. Lyft and um, local yep. phone numbers on their phone so that if they got themselves in a bind, they could get that ride home. Right. Or, better yet, I, like my oldest, he's like, yeah, we're just going to call Uber. We're not even yeah. going to go with it. Deal with it. Yeah.
2: I had the first time my daughter actually drove me home after. We had a family shindig. Oh, my goodness. She's driving. Funny. It was fantastic. I got my own built-in Uber. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I had that for six years. It's free. I've got another I'm one. am not proud of that, but, <laughs> you know,
2: I didn't think it was right it's that I, I drove. Yeah, it was yeah, kind
1: it's of free. free. That's well, right. Well, sets
0: such that's a great example. thousand
1: bucks a year in insurance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so it's a little so bit more than Uber. So you're getting something out of that. <laughs> I don't know. I keep telling my wife that I need to get an au pair. Get there and find out I don't have kids. You know you
2: you should name one of your
1: brand new vodkas called O'Pair. (laughs) Opéra, yeah, there you
2: go. Pair. The vodka that will take you places.
0: That's a great
3: name.
0: Just sign
2: the bottle for me. Oh my goodness.
0: Oh my god. The bottle that will take you away and take care of you. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure we could have a whole marketing strategy in about seven seconds here. I'll
2: come back with your, uh, your, your. what was that thing you coined there, Ian? Your social...
1: Social uh, currency. Social currency, yes, there yeah, you yeah. go. And let's do another wine tasting. Yes,
0: we are definitely going to do wine, wine tasting. All righty. Yeah. We are going to listen to the interview with Karen Ward on The Cab. Sitting here with Karen Ward enjoying a barrage of wines. We've been wine tasting all afternoon so that we could um, share with our socially savvy listeners uh, all kinds of wines to be ready for the holidays and just any kind of event pretty much. Uh, We're finishing it off with an amazing bottle of wine. It is an $80 price point. So this one is definitely one of those that you're not going to want to serve to people who are not wine savvy um, because they're probably not going to know what they're drinking. (laughs) But uh, it has just an elegance about it. So please tell us about it.
4: So what we're uh, trying right now is our Etude Cabernet. It's an 09 vintage, so 2009. So it um, has been in the bottle for quite some time now. My math is bad, but what's that? Like five years. Five years. Yeah. Um, and it's from uh, Napa Valley. So it's very true to the Napa Valley uh, Cabernet characteristic. So it's a very bold wine, a lot of spice, a lot of tannins, um, but because it is an 09 some of those tannis, tannins have um, subsided, so it's not overly um, green, I guess is what I yeah. would say.
0: Well, and when you get into these types of wines and you start going into the nose, where the nose is just so soft, and then you go to taste it, and it is so mellow and smooth, and you'll get little bites of, that are indicative of a Cabernet, uh, but oh, what a beautiful. Now, this is would be perfect with your heady, you know, big meats like your steaks and Prime roasts. Right?
4: Yeah. That would be a great one with it. Yeah. Lamb. Lamb.
0: I would say it would almost be a pity to cook with it, but can you imagine cooking with this?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I would not cook with this. <laughs> I have never seen the value in using a more expensive wine to cook with.
0: <laughs> flavors. I guess it all comes down yeah. to the flavors. So, for depending on what you're giving wine for, whether it be to somebody new as a housewarming present, um, bringing it to a party... Or if you are going to an elevated function. There's definitely a wine for every type of um, event this season. If you have questions and are looking for answers as far as trying to figure out what kinds of wines or where you want to go with them. You know, we hope we have provided you with some answers. Some of the other great resources that you can go to, like Karen had told us about, are check out your top 100 wines in your region. um, How they scored. Uh, Those are always great go-tos. You don't have to worry too much about it. Um, A lot of... Grocery stores and um, high-end wine stores now have their own sommeliers that you can make appointments with. Sometimes, sometimes they're on the premises, so you can walk in um, and you can sit down and say, "Hey, this is the kind of event I'm doing. Um, I'd really like to make an impression. What kind of wines would you suggest?"
4: Yeah, and uh, and if you know, if even if it's like a grocery store with a steward or a small uh, small fine wine shop where you know local people own it. If you go in there and you talk to them about what you're looking for, if there's a specific wine that you want or you want them to choose it for you, they can always order in even if they don't have it in the store. They will do that for you. So they can special order for you as well.
0: That's awesome. So if there's any of the wines that you've heard on our show today that you would like to try, um, definitely go to your local grocery store, tell them what it is you're looking for, and they will bring it in for you. Gunner Nordstrom Gallery located in the heart of downtown Bellevue across from the Hyatt and Joey's is a perfect place to check out a foray of art to make your house feel more like a home. Buy art. It makes you feel better. So we are chatting with Ian, Dick, and Miyumi, and it is Miyumi's turn now to chat some dating tips. Um, Wow. we've, We've covered a lot of topics this year. We have. we done really well. And so we're going to be chatting, of course, things to, to think about during the holidays. Um, and, and I also like to preface this. Is we're not just talking about dating when you're single. When you're married, you need to keep dating. You have uh, talked about
1: that It is so times, important.
0: So as you're listening to these tips,
3: remember, start dating. If you haven't dated your spouse in a long time, yep. take some of this to heart. And you know what? Even if you've been dating your spouse, your significant other, your life partner or if it's a new date. It's really important to be on the same page, especially during the holidays. Oh yes. The holidays, you know, can be a little crazy. People are crazy, it's very emotional. Yeah. Um, I know my mom, I would think that she would love the holidays, but she doesn't. It, a lot of yeah. tra- tragic things happened mm-hmm. to her when she was younger and she just would rather have the holidays just pass by. But I do have some great dating tips for not only New dates, you know, I've had a lot, I'm um, a personalized matchmaker with Make It A Great Date, and I'm, I'm so glad I didn't have to kill <laughs> you. It's personalized matchmaking inspired by true love, and my husband and I actually match based on Myers and Briggs, we became certified Myers and Briggs uh, practitioners, and we found that communication is the key to a successful relationship. Imagine that. Yes. I mean, what the heck? We th- I thought it was looks all the time. I know. It's actually communication. <laughs> um, and communicating prior to going to a holiday event is very important. Whether you've been with that person for a while or you're just meeting that person and you want to introduce them to your family, your friends, it's really important to pre discuss the event. I mean going in and knowing that Aunt Josie is likes her vodka yep and she might get a little tipsy and want to kiss you on the lips, <laughs> let your partner know okay. that you know the people the dynamics of, the, of yeah. the family I think it's really important to have your partner understand that so that they don't get frustrated when they're there they don't get stuck in a quarter you or, know or with, yeah, yeah, like I can it see
1: are- who likes the French kids. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that's a good point of communication.
3: Yes,
0: it's a great point of communication. Well and every family has, you know, different family members that have different nuances. Like yes. in my family growing up, we had an uncle who was very O C D and so he swished his milk like fourteen times and chewed his food twenty three times. Yep. And so I remember you know whenever when I got married and I told my husband it, it was family practice that of course the new person was seated right. next to him. Of
3: course you're, the new person's <laughs> always, always seated next you know, to them. Yes, yes. Yes. yes.
0: yes, it was it's the Greek way in my family and, and then your uncle said pull my finger. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: No, that was the Kaufman
0: way. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, letting letting the people yeah, know because just then you can it well then you can to. know what you can have fun with and what you can't because exactly. like in your situation you might be able to be a little bit more lighthearted and in in our situation you just needed to pretend and and keep continue moving forward like nothing right. was going on because it would make everybody uncomfortable because he would become uncomfortable. Exactly. You know, the person who's doing practical jokes, here, here's the butter, and your thumb's in the butter. You know, there's a lot of laughter right. going on. All, you, can, you can do a lot with that one. <laughs>
3: well, and you need to know if there's some people in your family that are a little bit more sensitive, yeah. um, that maybe are struggling through the holiday season. So I think it's important to just have a game plan, just pre-discuss the event that you're going to and the people that will be attending the event. Most definitely. The other thing is, I think it's important to have the same story. If you've been <laughs> dating for a month and your partner says you've been dating for six months, then it's going to cause some controversy there. Yeah. So make sure when you're going in that you have the same story you met at the same place. You've been dating for the same amount of time. And that way, you're working at the same job. That way, it's just easy. And then it's, it's. I like actually predetermining certain questions or answers so that you know what you're going to expect when you go to the event. I Most mean, definitely.
0: And, and I think you make a good point, too. And, and if you know the family, if you're going to a particularly a family thing and you know the dynamics, um, it is really, really important to let people know you know, maybe somebody just went through a breakup or yes, there's a divorce going exactly. on. Because a lot of times in small talk people bring up relationships and right. you want to warn them that maybe that's not a topic that you want to breach you at this particular something. party. Yes. Exactly. You can yeah. trigger
3: and you don't want to trigger over the holidays. I think it's really important, which segues me into the next um, tip, which is you need to have and my husband is so good at this, a cue to leave. Oh yes. You don't want especially if you're a new couple you don't want to stay all night and linger through. Too much information is going to be um, discussed with the family. Your brain going to explode. So you need to set a time. You need to have the eye contact or the cue or the word. Um, and so my husband's word is, um, hey, baby, do you need to go to the restroom? Or I need to go to the restroom. That's the cue that I know. I need to, to wrap, wrap it things up, <laughs> up awesome. with everyone so that's that awesome. we can leave.
1: A bad cue is, <laughs> hey, let's just have one more.
3: Yes. <laughs> don't that's don't a be bad cue. Don't, that's, don't that's be the one, one more guy. <laughs> and this is the thing. If you decide that you don't follow the rules and you want to be that person, the partner, whether it male, male or female, to say, hey, can we have one more drink, that mm-hmm. is not a good way to start a relationship nope, not when, you're intri- when you're trying to get it to know each other and you're trying to get to know the family. You really need to set all of these um, rules or expectations prior to going to the event. It's just really important. You're gonna have many, many more holiday parties, oh, yeah. birthday parties, anniversaries to go to. Well, just I'm keep it short. You and with sweet. your friends, you know.
0: Be that relaxed and have that fun with your friends, not with the first couple times you're around family.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there's too many there's too much dynamic that goes into family to go, oh yeah. I mean I'll admit I've I have gone, you know, into a party with a martini knowing full well what I was getting into. Yes. But you do. You don't you know, again, it goes back to just making sure that you're um, your you know, the motto of Socially Savvy, make every event better because you were there. Exactly. You know, you want to go into it. You don't want to pretend you're not, some to be somebody you're not. Exactly. But you do want to take all your best assets, put them out there, you know, be that wonderful host. If you see somebody having a difficult time sitting down, go right. assist them. Oh, hey, I'm getting up to get a glass of wine. Would you like another one? Exactly. Um, and you know, all those little kindnesses. Right. That leave people smiling. You know, if you still feel like partying afterwards, go home and have a drink with your significant other. Go, go meet your friends at the bar. You know, go to another environment where it doesn't become um, so overwhelming or or too much for that social event. I
3: mean, when you bring in a new partner uh, uh, to an event, it's just really important to just really kind of scan through the room. You've already pre-discussed the family members, and just get through the family members touch a little bit because they're going to get
0: full on slammed with the reality really of your are. family they, they just really, are. really, are. They <laughs> really well, there are
1: there are great topics of conversation that you should Absolutely. touch on i mean i yeah. think politics is a great one to start with don't you think <laughs> yeah <is> no <laughs> let's um, not go there no <laughs> <laughs> no see wow, politics religion, like,
3: religion you know we don't want to really sex
1: good life that's uh, no,
3: right one, I think. Well, well, oh, depends know, on the family member. <laughs> my favorite is giving your your significant other. With your aunt Bessie, she sure wants yes. a French kiss. well, cancer. aunt Bessie that wants a French kiss, you, you might want to, yeah, yeah, not, not talk about. encourage that, not, not at all. You know
2: what seems what what seems to be more and more prevalent are people commenting about their date or their first date with somebody online the next morning. Oh my God, yes. no. No. Yes. no, 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 I no, no, no. There's some friends of mine in, in our in my circle that are single that I see. Make a comment the next day about their experience, right. and they keep it general enough. And I don't know.
3: Yeah, I just know. That's that, that's that, kind of, I would say socially unsavvy. Completely. Yeah. completely. Oh yeah. I would Unless it's really
2: positive, that. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Well, well I'm and not,
3: we we're
0: actually feeding into that with later on with some holiday don'ts.
1: Okay. <laughs> I might even say like old school. That's uncool. Yes, yeah. It well, is that is, uncool. is very uncool. uncool. I mean,
3: the date that you went on, your friends went on, anybody goes on is a learning experience. And so I think that sometimes we feel like we have to put everything on social media. And sometimes things are better to be kind of kept to ourselves so that we can learn from that. Right. Yeah. And then once we've learned our lesson and learned what we are absolutely going to deal with and what we can flex on, then you can kind of put that out into the social aspect. But I think it's important, And you know, I think that with social media, I love it. I love Facebook. I check in everywhere, but there's some things that just need to be private. Yeah, and, and, that's and the, understanding. That's, that's the
2: level there. Yeah. That's the level. Yeah.
3: yeah, And we're from that era, yeah. too, where we didn't have that growing up. So we you have know. that level of reality. We have the level yeah. of reality. I would send
2: it. faxes out to people after <laughs> <laughs> And i just Watch keep sending fax. it over and over, at like 10 or 15 of them, and then, <laughs> you know, then I would tell everybody it was an awesome experience. Yeah,
1: I use smoke signals broadcast that. Well, and then there was
0: pretty stuff in the sky too, you know all. I always tell people this if you're not willing to look somebody in the eye and tell them to their face or tell anybody to their face, don't put it on social media.
3: Okay. I, agree. Uh, yeah. If yeah. You
0: can't, I agree. If you can't look somebody in the eyes and speak it, then you have no business typing it behind a screen.
3: So. And I feel like every date that you go on, if you're single out there, is a learning experience. You want to go out and date and bring people around your friends and your family. And that just gives you a really great perspective of what you are willing to deal with and what you're not willing to deal with. I think it's important. I mean, I had a list and when I met certain people, um, I kind of adjusted my list. And I think it's important that you have a list and we're kind of veering off. But again, it goes back to preparing for not only your, your holiday get-together, preparing for your date. You would do that yeah. also when you go on a date. You need to, we should not settle. And especially, like myself, I've been married before, I didn't wanna settle the next time around. The next time around, I'm over 40, I did not want to have to go through another divorce. So I wasn't gonna settle, and I think it's important that we don't. There's somebody out there, multiple people out there, for everyone, and we should not settle. Because it's convenient, or they have money, or they're good looking, or they're hot. You be with the person that's your best friend. That's why LB and her husband have been married for so many years because they're best friends. I think well, that's that important. Well, that we
0: try to kill each other from occasion, so that's you know gives some spice to
3: it. Yeah, he's <laughs> uh, spicy. He, oh yeah,
0: <laughs> we are spicy. Um, but that you know that brings up a, a good point. I think a lot of people when they're out in the dating world they see. They see a lot of singles, but being in a long-term relationship is not popular. Therefore, right. it's not talked about a lot. And I think people kind of are unsure what that looks like or they think it is this perfect world where everybody's getting along and everybody's, you know, so tuned into each other. I mean, my husband and I still have to talk to each other about things. Okay. We're going to have to see your dad okay this is I'm not dealing with this so just get me a martini sit yep. me down um, you, you know so you, and so comes over piece. and starts yep. talking That's come and change the, yep. the subject right. um, work with the, the person that you're with I mean I'm sorry reality is gonna slam you in the face no matter what so exactly. being prepared for these events is no different than being prepared to walk into a charity event exactly. you know you have a purpose in everything that you do your body has a purpose in breathing and pumping blood right. So don't think that any social event you're going to go into, you go, oh, I don't really have to have a purpose. Yeah, you do. You do. You, you, need, do. To, you need to have an awareness.
3: I totally agree. Okay,
0: before we pop into the rest of your dating tips, which I'm, I'm sure you have a couple more, we are going to drop in our Quantum Cab wine tasting. Take a listen and we hope you enjoy. have the pleasure of sitting here with Karen Ward and we are going to be talking about some high-end wines. These are great for giving as a gift that is really impressive, especially for somebody who loves wine Um, It's, you know, odds are if they are not predominantly California wine drinkers, they're not going to have this in their cellar. So this is a fun piece to give to somebody that you really want to impress or if you know that they have um, a nose or or what we like to call wine geeks. Uh, This one is priced at about $60 and um, I just think it has a beautiful presentation. So tell us a little bit about this one.
4: So this wine is another Behringer wine. It's um, is called Quantum. It's a red wine blend, um, 2011 vintage from Napa Valley. And this is actually part of our Distinction Series tier, so higher than where you would find Knights Valley, Napa Valley, but below our private reserve. And um, it's our artisanal, I can never say that, artisanal wine. I can never, artisanal. I artisanal. Can never say that word, right? <laughs> I love um, Show And it, sh- it showcases the best of our estates. So... All of the grapes from this wine are um, picked off of the vineyards that Behringer owns in the Napa Valley region. And what Lori does, our winemaker, is she'll go and she'll pick the blocks that she thinks will showcase the best in this wine. Um, And it's predominantly a Cabernet-based blend.
0: I love this. Um, One of the things that I wanted to touch base on is... If you're going to be serving these elevated wines, your $50, $60, 80 $100 wines, um, this is where you really want to kind of be aware of some of the nuances if you're new to wine tasting, um, but you're really wanting to impress some of the nuances of how you serve it. Um, you know, if you're going to be throwing a party, you definitely want to make sure that you have your red wine glasses and your white wine glasses. And I, for me personally, I feel like that is important no matter what kind of event you're throwing. But when you get into these really beautiful wines that there's been so much that has been put into them, um, the thought has also been put in the presentation of these wines to make sure that the aromas are released properly so that you get the notes in the way that they're meant to um come to your senses, as well as um, how it breathes. So uh, you start getting into varietal-specific glasses, like we were talking about before, where if you really, really want to make a a big impression, um, you can have, go to the um, wine stores and say, hey, I'm going to be serving a a high-end Cabernet, a Pinot, and um, I don't know, maybe a Malbec, something that's untraditional. And they'll tell you, okay, these are the types of glasses that you're going to want to be serving them in, and then they'll tell you why. Because it does, in fact, change your experience. Um, Can you explain a little bit about how that experience can adjust just with a wine glass?
4: So at the end of the day, it's all about the shape of the wine glass. And I would even say what the wine glass is made up of, whether it's thick glass or all the way up to like a breathable crystal. And it's just, what it does is it just gives the wine, once you pour it, it just, it makes the wine breathe differently, so you're going to get different aromas. So when you, when someone gives you a Cabernet glass versus a Bordeaux glass versus a Chardonnay glass, the intent is that that wine, that wine glass is shaped in a way that's going to bring out the best aromas and the best characteristics of the wine that should be in that glass. So you're going to, it should um, open up, open up, make it a more, pleasurable experience with the wine that you're drinking and really showcase what the wine truly is all about.
0: Now, as far as decanting goes, um, I know a lot of restaurants, they'll decant it obviously right there at your table. Um, What I don't know what your rule of thumb is, but mine typically is if I'm serving a high-end wine and I'm not as familiar with it, I will go to the websites and see what they suggest for decanting, for how much time. Do they suggest decanting it before serving it? Because sometimes, depending on Um, If it's an older wine and it's laid down for a while, sometimes they say, don't decant it, just pour it straight. Um, Other times they say, let it breathe for, you know, an hour, two hours, 20 minutes.
4: Yeah, I would, I mean, usually like if I'm out to dinner, I rely on, usually if you're going to buy a hundred dollar plus bottle of wine at a restaurant, the sommelier is going to know know whether or not to decant it or not. Um, So I would typically ask them or they'll ask you if you want to and you you can always ask, you know, hey, well, what would you do if you were the one drinking this wine um, at my house? I probably would. I think it's probably better to look it up, but I, I me mean, personally, I probably would just can't it because yeah. I, I mean, unless there's a reason why you really shouldn't, it's going to enhance the flavors and the aroma of the wine. If it's only a couple years old, ten years old, it's not, it's not going to hurt the wine. It'll just make it better.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I am loving this because I love the aromas, and this is where you start to taste that distinction. Um, people will say, well, is there really that big of a difference between a $20 wine and a $60 wine? And, and there really is. This is where you start to see very specifics about the notes. They're not... I hate to use the word convoluted, but sometimes in your younger wines and in um, your less expensive, there's a lot going on, whereas you get into the more expensive, you can really taste the individual nuances and enjoy um, what the winemaker was trying to say, the story behind the wine.
4: Correct. I mean, literally the higher, usually the higher price wines that you go into, there's a reason for it, and it's... you're gonna get the best of whatever, you know, vineyard region that's coming out of. So you're really gonna get the characteristics that you should be tasting in a Cabernet from Napa Valley versus a Cabernet from California.
0: Wow. Thanks so much.
1: we're back, aren't
0: we? I love you. You crack me up. We are. We're gonna chat a couple of holiday reminders and then Mimi is gonna give us a few more tips on dating. Um, Holiday reminder. This is one of those, you know, the thing about reminders is they sound like we should know them. They sound like they should be common sense, but we get going through life and we get so crazy. Sometimes we just forget. Mm -hmm. So my big holiday reminder was um, don't forget to say thank you. Oh my God. And don't do it haphazardly. Like. When, when and when I say this, it's like when you go up to a host and you say, "Hey, thanks, that was great," and you walk out the door. No, go up, make so, if if you're comfortable, make some kind of body contact. I'll usually put my hand on their arm or something. Make sure you get that eye contact and go. You know what? Thank you so much for including me. I really had a lovely time. I really appreciated mm-hmm. being a part of this.
2: Half-ass hugs too are cheap.
0: Half-ass hugs scare me. You don't know many what to do. A lot
2: in the holidays, you're seeing all these people and you hug. But the one way they're just, like they're just t- I hate that. Or they feel like they're, like a skeleton is tapping your back. Yeah, I don't like that. I hate that too. You have to come through on that. That's, you have to have a level of hugging. You can't go overboard, you
0: know? Just be, well, it's like a handshake. Like Make hand contact, shake. right? It's like a handshake. You don't want a dead eel Absolutely. handshake. That's got right.
1: this, this is one of those socially savvy things that is amazing, how many people forget. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, what is the thing that makes you feel most fantastic at any time, especially during the holidays? thank a sincere you. thank you yeah do yes. you ever get a written thank you card anymore one to the moon and Rarely. what do you do with it put it on your desk yeah oh, you no <laughs> <Or ever>. one <Someone laughs> took the time to yes. actually use a pen and for those right. of us who are maybe under 25 it's an instrument that releases ink across <laughs> a little ball yes it allows you to write things you want to make a great impression on people write a thank you note absolutely yep. Go I to the card section of the store. That Pick out
0: something is. that reminds
1: a, you of them. Oh, my God. It goes so far.
0: It's an, it's an amazing. And I don't want to downgrade social media thank yous because, again, That's you know, enough. like Ian, you, we, Dick, we're all of us. I we're <coughs> at so many events oh. that sometimes we have, we want to broadcast these thank yous just so that, you know, just to put that last little icing on the cake or like when you come to socially savvy, you brought your yeah. glass vodka. You know, thank you for sharing that with our listeners. you so and welcome. Those are the things that, that's fine.
1: Thank that is, you, that thank is you, lovely. Ian. Hey, Dick, you're welcome. Thank you. You know, saying you're welcome is just, as, just important, as important. It's just right? as
0: important. Yes, I agree. Acknowledging that thank you. Um, thank you, guys. It's funny because I always have the need to put definitions out there because for some reason sometimes people get confused. So, the definition of thank you is a polite expression used when acknowledging a gift service or compliment or accepting or refusing an offer. Thank you so much, but we don't have time for that. Hopefully we can catch you at the next event. There is so much to be said for that politeness um, and acknowledgement that it you know—it it becomes a moot point whether or not you can or can't go to something. It's, it's how you interact, it's how you.
1: Thank you, Aunt Bertha, but I don't French kiss. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> you know exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly oh my god i love that i don't think we're going to forget that one for a long time There are some
2: stockings and a bottle of wine out of the trunk and move along oh I <laughs> there you go
0: move along baby move along okay oh, maybe did you want to give us a few more tips before we move on to a couple of fun things to put together
3: fab events at your home yes you know i'm just looking at this and i want to go back to um kind of keeping the same story when you're out dating this has happened before and you are freshly dating, and you go to an event. This is a holiday season now, but I've actually had this happen at a birthday party. Um, staying on the same page with your partner. Don't announce how much you love that person.
0: Oh my god Or Lord, yes. if
3: you're engaged, or if you want to get engaged at that event when you haven't even talked to your partner. It puts I think them in a really so place. Important. I think that oh. men think that it's. Um, Really romantic Chivalrous or something. <laughs> Chivalrous. <laughs> to announce that you're going to um, ask this person to marry them or that you love them, you're going to profess your love to them, do not do that at a holiday event. Well, and some men would take it party. as
0: entrapment if it's coming from the woman. Exactly.
3: Well, it doesn't really come. It came from the guy in the, at the guy. last event that I went to. And she was mortified. So I think it's really important, again... To stay on the same page and really discuss what is going to be in conversation during that Relationship event.
0: status, yeah. Exactly. Don't necessarily chat
3: about it. Exactly.
0: Um, on that note, if you are attending an event and somebody is bringing a new significant other, don't. The pun on this is going to be hilarious. Oh no! No, I'm not going to go there. You, no. go, go no. <laughs> you
3: gotta go <laughs> now. Oh you gotta God. go now.
2: You know, this is the only time, probably in history, this museum where we're talking about. Dating and drinking in front of all this children's artwork.
0: <laughs> well, there's some naughty, no, there's so Naughty Kitty here too. Except for this Naughty one. Kitty, yes. That's the new green eggs. I going away
1: because yeah. I taking that out. Yeah, Dr. Seuss <laughs> is
0: Naughty Kitty. It's fabulous. Um, don't be that person in the room who goes up to a couple, whether, and whether yes. you know how long they've been yes. together, whether you think it's funny or not funny, because I'm actually going to go into the don'ts. Don't be sarcastic and go, so when are you guys getting married? Yes. <laughs> Don't be that jerk in the room. And I think you know what I mean. Well, <laughs> but this is the
3: thing. If you do have a scenario like that, because you will get that, because peer, people are very curious and they are nosy, especially in family events, you need to have a quick response yep. that you're going to predetermine prior to going to the event. Exactly. You know what, Uncle Fred, we're not going to talk about that right now. We're really happy in our relationship the way it is currently. And once we take it to an, the next level, we will. We, let let you we will know. let you know. <laughs> yes, Uncle nice. Fred and Aunt Bertha. We yeah. got to watch yeah. out for them. Well, They're
1: and trouble. you know, LB, you and your listeners are are socially savvy. And this is not to go in a religious bent. This is just. I think it's a great motto. Let's call it a motto. Yes. Yes. I like motto. I like you, mottos. If you just remember, and you know, if the whole world <laughs> would just remember, do unto others.
0: Uh, yes. Yes. The are golden you kidding role. me?
1: The golden rule. Even even Aunt Bertha yes. would know better. Yes. If you just sort of thought about that. Yeah. And then you don't need a religious bet. You're just gonna say that agree. may not be the best thing to say.
3: Yeah. I agree. Or do. Well, and I think that we need to really understand that. I think that people I posted something a couple weeks ago and it's really funny, but people listen to respond to what they want to respond to, because they have something in their head. Totally. They're not listening that they to what they They're not said. listening to what you say. Yep. But why don't we just take the moment to listen, to really listen and absorb what that person's saying, instead of listening to reply or respond with something that we want them to yep. know. You hear somebody. You
2: can see it coming too, right? Yes. You oh oh my God, it, yeah, you the can crank. see the wheels coming. Yes, you can. They've got something they want to say. Yep. It's, it's cheesy. But a lot of people do it, and that's... that's A
0: lot of people do Well, I think every, you know, uh, when people get uncomfortable or they're not socially, you know, the whole point of the show being called Socially Savvy came from me not growing up in a social setting where I was around people, so not knowing what to say, what not to say, not knowing if I was dressed appropriately, or um, a lot of those, uh, those, what's the word I'm thinking of? I was not inconsistent, but I just didn't have that self-confidence. Right. And... So one of the first rules I came up with with Socially Savvy is use your God-given faculties proportionately. You have two ears and one mouth. Use them proportionately. Listen twice as much as you speak. And what that did for me is it allowed me to step back and breathe and listen, and I found more people are really interested in having you listen than they are in having you talk. And it's not to say that you're not an interesting person, but We like to talk about ourselves. We like to share. Give people who are new to you that opportunity to share. And you may find out some great things about them, and then you have something you can build on, a friendship, a relationship. But if you're so busy being that used car salesman, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you're going to miss so much. And I'll say it can be a very uncomfortable silence within yourself. But just like when you're going up to speak for the first time in – fifth grade and you've got to do that they're saying if you feel like you're talking too slow you're perfect it's the same thing right it really
3: really is well it's like um enough about me talking about me what do you think about me yeah you know and it's just that person that you just really want to to get away from but it can be again every experience with another person can be a learning experience so if you have predetermined um, responses for that person then you can avoid a lot of it yeah absolutely
0: okay we're going to chat a couple tips on putting together a fab event um one of them is make sure you have both red and white wine glasses out if you really want to make a statement have the different types of wine glasses for every type of wine to be poured Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people they don't necessarily understand it It can be kind of intimidating so if your friends are not big wine drinkers and maybe only select two to four different ones but having those different wine glasses sitting, maybe at different little stations throughout the house, mm-hmm. can be just fun. They're like, oh well, why do we have it set up elegant. like this? It is elegant. It it creates movement throughout the house. Yep. It creates different conversation. Um, if you really want to make it fun, let's say you're pouring a back, put a little quote about a moleback or a question about a molebec that people can mm-hmm. talk about when they're trying it or um, or, or converse about it.
2: Um, we did a I did a wine tasting not long ago, and I put a dry erase the glasses and explain why this glass was for this wine and why this glass could you just wipe it off oh yeah and most people don't have a clue nope yeah. i don't i don't I know. I know a few but in the tasting world that's uh that's serious business right yeah yep um and some people see it as pretentious but it's just it's no different than in anything else you want to teach them how to do that stuff mm-hmm. so they're more dangerous the next time mm-hmm. and well and brag about
0: it and that's what i was gonna say is that if social you have yeah.
2: <laughs> there you so go yes
0: like bragging rights yeah and if you have a more uh, a, um, aggressive in the wine industry, then put all the wine glasses out and then um, have a game of people matching the right wine into the right glass. Oh, you can cool. have a lot of fun with just simple things like the wine and the glasses.
2: Mm-hmm. I always there, put there, a, little, a, little, a little Welch's Concord grape in one of them just to see what some, see what oh, this is really good, I love this. I wonder what
0: vintage this is. This is, is awesome. <laughs> Um, make sure your guests know about parking accommodations this for for me is huge I mean I lived out in the country in Carnation and I had a hill that was like walking up Mount Olympus it was crazy and I had to let people know because if you're with high heels are you gonna go through mud are you gonna go through water puddles let people know so they can be prepared I know we've got the background noise of so Snowflake Lane. It. It yeah. Now, on a side note, Snowflake Lane was brought up. Bellevue was brought up as the one of the most festive places in the United States because of Snowflake Lane. I
2: met the guy. I met the Snowflake guy, met the so guy that invented Snowflake Lane. Oh it my was gosh! His idea. He's from Seattle. He actually decorated the Sotheby's exhibit at Taste Washington. The guy's a set decorator, but he's a oh wow. No came up with the whole concept, and now he's getting uh, residuals doing it in other shopping districts in other parts of the country now. Wow.
0: That's fabulous. So, well, th- this is great. definitely a social experience, yeah. a great
2: background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. It's, it's pretty cool. It's
3: um, really fun if you guys can go out and take a look at it. It's it wonderful. is. And the ice skating in downtown Bellevue. Bellevue
0: has lots of fun things. Yeah, I Bellevue love it. They do. Holiday don'ts. We already brought up one. Don't be sarcastic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's when you're around close friends and stuff during the regular part of the year, it can be fine, but I found that during the holidays, sarcasm really doesn't have a place because the holidays typically evoke a lot of emotion one Mm -hmm. way or another, whether it be positive, negative. um, And sarcasm can create so much confusion and elicit emotion that normally during the regular times of the year it wouldn't. So I always tell people, put your sarcasm in a little drawer and bring it out January 1st when people are really bored. (laughs) There you go. I
3: agree.
0: What about you guys? Any holiday dones?
1: Can I throw a dupe? Yes. Yep. So we are talking about sort of like parties in a group setting where it's kind of a mix and mingle, a big cocktail party. If you have dinner parties, I'd say there's, there's two things that we've had, uh, my wife and I have done, we've had very much success with, and that is even in your house, have seating arrangements. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's one of those little things that in the end, yeah. that's why they make those little name card deals. Yep, yeah. Make sure that, that you and whoever you're hosting with, Stay towards the center of a table, and if it's a big table, mm-hmm. say it's 6, eight, ten, twelve 12 people. Get towards the center so that you can help keep the conversation going back yes. and forth as you're, you're leading. And uh, and then make sure that people are sort of paired up. It doesn't necessarily mean that you sit next to your spouse, date, or sit right. Typically, I,
0: I found I'm a, across the table from like
1: oh, it's, it's way yeah. more fun to kind of mix it up. Yep. And then uh, I'll tell you, one thing that, that um, um, my wife and I learned, it was actually through my wife's mentor, uh, Bank of America and back at Wells Fargo days years and years ago. This guy would uh, we'd have a big gathering of uh, bankers and clients, and he would have a little bit of time for everyone to chat, and then he would have one question 14, 16, 18 people at the table in a this big room would have to answer the question. Just to do oh, I love stuff. those! And it gives everybody a chance to address the whole group, That'd and be it brings a part. people that are a little more timid out right. of their shell because they have to do it. It makes it sort of an impromptu right. thing. He never tells anybody. Love what they're doing. that. And everybody gets it, and you know what? Everyone gets to listen. Right. Someone gets to talk of that. everyone gets mm-hmm. to listen for a long time. Yep. Just, I'll tell you, it makes for some of the most interesting parties you've ever been to. And people
2: are more excited to hear from the person who hasn't spoken yet yeah. than oh, the yeah. real entertainer. I, you're so yep. right. I just did this on Saturday. Here's my questions. Right hand of God. The, the question I posed to everybody at the, at the table was, you only can wear a jumpsuit the rest of your life. Same color. What is the color? Is it zippers or snaps? And what color is the zipper or the snaps?
3: Oh, mm. everybody I
2: Everybody mine <laughs> so, can, we
3: can we do that right now? Give me, give <laughs> me, I wear black and I have a zipper. Every day,
2: though, it's the same thing. As Every day,
3: black okay. and zipper. Oh like industrial goodness. zipper, the thin plastic yeah. kind of what thin is Thin plastic, plastic zipper. Okay, what? black. Black. No,
2: chroma black. No, black. No, black. A
3: jump, jump This is hers
2: now. You have to be, be listening. See, I'm, I'm listening to me. Okay, you're up. What's your what's your jump suit? I'm still visioning the black Probably tailored pretty good. I can I get chrome cuffs?
3: Sure. Okay. Black with chrome cuffs. <laughs> okay, Did you yeah, really say leather is a yours? color? Same <laughs> color,
2: same outfit every day. I'm wearing what she's wearing.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I have to agree with the black, except for I'd want snaps. Yeah. I would like want lots of little snaps so that I can adjust the level of my neckline depending on how I'm feeling.
3: That's a good idea. Get a little air in there every yeah. once in a while. You know, yeah. You know,
2: it's got to have yeah. a little breathability. And, oh, and there's yeah. nothing
0: more dramatic than ripping though. open snaps. Sorry, that was kind of, of uh, funny. Oh, the material. Um, <laughs> listen, ooh, I don't I'm know what material I want. I'm like. going to do latex. Oh, good oh, lord! God. Yeah, you could wear that, Catwoman. We got we got Catwoman here. Uh,
2: yeah. I, I think I want, where you are, yeah. I want silk. I want silk. Then it has to be transparent.
0: No. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're Nobody
0: knew how to answer that question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that uncomfortable yeah, pause. I, ooh, you I, see, I, see so how it. fun the dinner party would be? Yes. Yeah, that would go. be oh oh my God. You,
2: pour
3: and you don't drink? have
1: to talk about yes. sex. And blah, blah, you know blah, what? I have no. to say,
3: I'm LB's friend on Facebook, obviously. And LB does that. Do you know that you do that? Do, oh, ask you questions. You ask questions to get feedback. Because of the curiosity and just... And I think that's important. It's yeah. nice to get people's feedback. Well, is. and it's nice for people.
0: It's like, I, I live in my brain a lot. And so I put these questions out there. Yeah. And it's not just because I'm curious. It's, it's like, I've read other people's posts where they've gotten a question and I went, Wow, that was a really cool way to start right. my day. That was something that fired off my imagination mm-hmm. and something that's not... You know what I deal with every single day, and a lot of times it is getting you into a happy place. Right. And I love that when people do that.
3: I I love
0: it. I mean, that's using your social media power for and good. And it's not
3: a serious question, like the jumpsuit, right? It's simple, something it's that's fun, and just playful, fun and playful and yep. simple. It just makes everybody. It's not, agrarian. are you gonna? Yeah. Are you gonna vote for Obama? Oh, good yeah, lord, lord, please! You know what I mean? If that's not the type can of question. Can I have another police officer can have you. and...
2: Ferguson. What do you what think would about you Kim
3: Kardashian? Yeah, Ferguson. Yeah. Those are not the questions Bad you have turn. to be very careful with the questions that, or the question that you actually are going to present to your group. Yep. Um, it, it can't be political, religious.
0: Um, I would recommend that has nothing to do with TV because yes, one of the I things agree. that um, I wrote about recently was about getting people to live in a real world more time in a day than they're living in a virtual world. Now, when mm-hmm. I say virtual world, the average American is watching seven hours of TV a day, almost. Really? And there's, and wow. this is not including their social media. Now, I don't know how much social media time has taken out of that, but between being on your phone and stuff, how much, how much virtual life are you living versus that personal one-on-one like what we're mm-hmm. doing now? Mm-hmm. How much are you investing in your life versus a fake virtual mm-hmm. Non substantial life, so have those questions be mm-hmm. something that brings that out, and you're gonna find these fantastic responses. Because talking about the Kardashians or something, there's just yeah. no level of
3: a- yeah, anything
0: did. there. Versus, I love the jumpsuits, like, I'm still thinking about it. I love
3: the too. <laughs> pay it forward, <laughs> totally actually, gonna pay that forward. I wanted to be a solid gold dancer for this past, yeah. but I was actually. Um, you were um, I, was, I was Slash from Guns N' Roses. Hilarious. But next year I think I'm doing. and again they were the gold jumpsuits. Like oh, do you yeah. remember? Nice um, one. Yep. Uh David, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah.
2: And Billy Davis Jr. Yes.
3: PG's in the background. I love, it. Oh gosh, I love it. I love
2: it. I was Richard Branson. You're
3: close to my up oh, That's the perfect for you. I had it. No, absolutely. I was just yeah,
0: something I threw perfect. together. My son, husband was a nerd and I was just he, this he crazy little thing. Like
2: I wish I had his money.
3: That would be so, how much fun would that be? Although that
2: airplane thing didn't work out, the the, the rocket to space, that was unfortunate.
3: But you do look like him, actually. Okay,
0: well, we're going to wrap things up. It has been a blast, you guys. I have loved chatting with you guys. Great,
3: thank
0: you. With our show now national, we have started putting most of our social events on our Facebook pages, Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment. So be sure to check them out for social events throughout the week. Um, you can also check LB Duchess and the Socially Savvy Facebook page as well. We'd like to thank today's show sponsors: Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery, Bellevue Nordstrom Cosmetics, Kind Bars, Glass Vodka, The Pain Center of Bellevue, Advanced Skin and Body Solutions, Woodenville Wine Country, and Sweet Lounge. We're going to be ending tonight's show with a final wine tasting, and this one, and a disco dance. <laughs> Um, This was pre-recorded, so stay on tune, and um, you may find something new about a wine that you may want to enjoy with your dinner party. So for today's wine tasting, I have the pleasure of having Karen Ward. She is going to be introducing us to several different wines, especially going into the holidays. We wanted to cover um, all different kinds of facets of wine gifting, from the inexpensive to the very elegant. Uh, We are going to be starting off with the Chateau Saint-Jean at a price point of about $25. So it's perfect for that introductory wine gift and um, for table wines for presentation. So tell us a little bit about this wine and what we're going to be tasting today.
4: So first off, a really quick introduction to Chateau Saint-Jean, if you haven't listened to a prior blog. (laughs) Um, Chateau Saint-Jean was started in 1973 in the Sonoma County, and they were the pioneers of single vineyard Chardonnays. So today what we're going to be trying are two of their most popular single vineyard Chardonnays. It's their Beltaire Chardonnay and the Robert Young Chardonnay. And they're both made in very different styles. So Albie and I and some of her friends are going to be tasting them um, together so we can really talk about the differences between the two.
0: I love that. Um, for our wine geeks, tell us a little bit, if you can, real quickly about what impact a single vineyard Chardonnay has.
4: So what a single vineyard Chardonnay or any single vineyard um, estate grown or anything that comes off of one vineyard, doesn't matter whether it's Chardonnay, Cabernet, Merlot, whatever, it's going to be um, very characteristic of that vineyard that you um, pick the grapes from. So for instance, if you have a large range of grapes that you buy along the whole Sonoma coast, you're going to get a medley of characteristics. But if you pick one off of a specific vineyard, on the Sonoma Coast in the Alexander Valley, it's going to have its own designated characteristics. And so you're going to get more of that uh, coming through. Coming through.
0: So things like the soil and how it's yes. affecting the grape is going to be very specific on the palate compared to a medley. Yes.
4: How close it is to the water, the cooler climate versus warmer climates. When exactly. it was picked. Got yes. it.
0: Okay. So let's get to tasting. What are we starting off with today?
4: So we're going to start off with the Robert Young Chardonnay. This Chardonnay um, does not go through malolactic fermentation, which the majority of all Chardonnays do on some level. Um, So it's going to be a rich Chardonnay because it is um, aged in in barrels, but at the same time, it's not going to be so buttery um, and milky. So it'll be a little bit crisper.
0: I love that. I was uh, wine tasting with the gentleman, his name's Corey, who got me started off in wines about 10 years ago, and we were tasting Chardonnays, and he, he figured out what it was that I didn't like about the buttery ochre. It's the malolactic
4: mala yeah, fermentation. fermentation
0: that I don't like. Yep. <laughs> yep.
4: And all reds go through it, and the majority of Chardonnays go through it as well. So it's... Mm. Cheers. Cheers. Mm.
0: It has a very crispness to it.
4: Yeah, and a nice, like, round palette of oak as well, and is actually my personal favorite Chateau Saint Jean Chardonnay um, that they do make, so I enjoy it a lot.
0: Awesome! And you were saying this is the sh- um, Chardonnays are really popular during the holidays because of the range of foods that they the, the broad range of foods that they go with.
4: Correct. I mean, you can have a Chardonnay with turkey, you can have it with salmon, you can have it with lobster, crab. Chicken, I mean, you can even have a very buttery and oaky Chardonnay with steak if you wanted to. Or roast. Or roast or anything that you want. And Chardonnay is the top-selling varietal out there. So it's it's always a good pick to have as a gift to give to someone or at your dinner table during the holidays.
0: Awesome. Now, speaking of gifts, I know a lot of times people have a hard time going, okay, I'm going to this friend's house, it's a dinner party, you know, how do I pick a wine? Um, you know, we're doing these shows because we're going to give you some great ideas on some wine ideas on certain price points and certain types but what are some rules of thumb like when you go to grab a bottle of wine being a little bit more well versed with all these different wines what do you what do you usually gravitate towards when you're going to someone's house or what do you think about
4: um so probably the first thing that I think about is kind of who that person is that I'm going to go visit kind of know what they I you should know probably know what they like um and I try to depending on whether or not they're like more beginning wine drinkers versus, you know, people who are wine collectors and go to tastings advanced and palettes. advanced palettes sommeliers whatever. Um, I try to gauge kind of what I know that they're going to like and I go towards those price points or if I don't know it's okay. I'm going to bring something that I know that I like and bring it. I and mean share it. Yeah, yeah. Share so it. you're
0: sharing a piece of what you like.
4: Yeah. And I mean it does I don't think it really matters what varietal that you want to bring whatever. I mean yeah, it really doesn't matter. I mean, think about what you're going to have for dinner if you want them to open it that night. If it's more a gift for them to keep till later, just something fun. Love that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so this next wine that we're tasting is also by Chateau Saint or
4: yes, Chateau
0: Saint Jean. Um, tell us about this one.
4: So this one is their Belt Hair Chardonnay. Um, it's off a of vineyard in the Alexander Valley, and it um, does go through malolactic fermentation, so it's going to be a lot more buttery. There's going to be more oak. It's going to have more of like a milky um, mouthfeel to it. Uh, So, yeah, and it's the same price as the Robert Young. And this one's made in more of a Burgundian wine style.
0: Okay. So, yeah, I I got a chance to taste this. It's funny because it does taste – I can definitely taste the differences, but it seems – interestingly enough a little bit smoother the other one had a little bit more of that citrus punch to it even though i don't know that i would use the word citrus for the chardonnay but this one has more of a smoother and like you're saying a little bit fuller feeling in your mouth
4: it's the malolactic fermentation that's giving it more of that that um silkier whatever however you were describing it mouthfeel yeah that fuller mouthfeel yeah
0: wow and actually this one doesn't bother me (laughs) you know me so well to pick the wines that i could enjoy Well, thank you for sharing these Chardonnays. You're welcome. We want to remind you all to subscribe to the Socially Savvy Show to be entered into our drawing for prizes from our savvy sponsors. And don't forget to check us out at RSS Radio on your smartphones. Make all the events better because you were there. And have a socially savvy week, everyone. Socially yours, L.B. Duchess. Thank you. Ciao.